Hello and welcome to another Win Daily Show. My name is Michael Raziel. I have my man Sia Najad here. We have a packed show. Sia, how you doing tonight, man? So I'm still on the high of having golf for the first time in three months. It's, Wasn't it's it awesome? pretty awesome. Dude, I was having so much fun as I was just telling you. I was watching um, golf, of course, is behind on the times. Naturally, you know, that's just what they do. So they were uh, it, it took a little while uh, for me to actually start to watch. Unfortunately, it, I think it didn't. I couldn't start watching the coverage until 12. And I really wanted to watch it immediately. Right. But it is what it is. And yeah, once I started watching, man, it was man that green grass. Also, no crowds does. It's nothing. It's totally fine. And I actually don't really mind it at all. I don't know if that's me, if that's you, but I mean, how much fun have you had so far uh, watching a little golf? Well, first of all, on the crowd thing, I don't know why anybody would have thought that was a big deal, <laughs> honestly. Like, I understand, like, when you're on, like, 18 and and, on, and it's Sunday and, you know, Tiger hits one yes. from 20 feet out. That's that's awesome. But, like, just day to day, like, this is the actual sport where you kind of don't need fans. So, no. So today, uh, you know, I was the same way you were. You know, we mentioned it on Tuesday. Like golf is just so behind the times in terms of broadcasting from start to finish. So that kind of sucks. But, you know, with our Discord chat with, you know, the, obviously you can get, you know, updates in a lot of different websites and whatnot. Um, I just wanted to watch it on TV, you know, and, and even the radio coverage like Golf Channel mm-hmm. on Sirius XM, you know, their coverage is delayed till like one o'clock. That's when they start broadcasting. So it's easy to follow, but it's not like you can't really, really follow it until like the early afternoon, which is frustrating. But I'll tell you, man, I was locked in until until the coverage stopped, basically until, you know, the last guys were off the course today. So it was a great day. Honestly, like most of our picks. So, so most of the, you know, as you know, the Win Daily team, the, the, the golf experts, if you will. I mean, I'm not saying we batted a thousand by any means, but a lot of the guys we keyed in mm-hmm. on, um, even some of the sort of sort of the longer shots, the seven K range guys like an Abraham answer who I was celebrating. And so were a, a couple other people on the wind daily team. Like there was a lot of guys that came through, you know, as you know, a lot of guys got bit by the the Webb Simpson bug mm-hmm. and he's going to have to have a big day tomorrow to, to make the cut. And frankly, I don't think he's going to make the cut, but for the most part, we're looking pretty good. There's a couple of guys that I personally need. Um, not that anybody wants to hear about me, but everybody knows that, you know, I was sort of celebrating along with Abraham Answer in that low 7K range. I was also celebrating Max Homa as a as a really nice option. He was even par today. He's going to probably need to shoot two under to make the cut tomorrow. Maybe one under if it's a tougher day. But um, long story short, if Homa makes the cut, I'm going to have a lot of teams that have, you know, like a Morikawa, Justin mm-hmm. Thomas combo, like th- those types of combos that have Abraham answers. I've got I've got Brandon Grace in a couple lineups, Alex Noren. So there's some surprises I have. I just need Max Homa to pick up the slack because I have I'm I'm pretty overweight on him and yeah. uh, overweight on Rory Sabatini too. By the way, yeah, so you, I, I pivoted to him at one point um, for one of my lineups. Not terrible, uh, but definitely not the best. You you uh, you laid down a nice one for me last night, Mister Berger absolutely crushing it wish i had him and him and answer i i kind of had them either or kind of wish i had both of them in the same lineup because right now they would just be absolutely taking it down which would be sweet but i'm in the money for all three of my accounts or all three of my lineups i'm a little worried uh looks like i might have a couple guys miss the cut in a few of them which is really obviously going to handcuff me but we'll see what happens i'm very excited and i just want to say man thank you Thanks, Steven. Thank Patrick. You know, everybody in the Discord, it was so much fun last night just sitting there, shooting lineups over. Hey, no, try this. You'll move this around. You're a little overweight here. Try this, guy. See what's going on. Steven had his incredible article. I don't know if you've seen it too much like that. Obviously, I've only been Win Daily with the, for, a, for a little while, and golf wasn't really kind of humming at that point, but that article was very in-depth. 
with all these, the, the, the ownership numbers and the top 20 percentages and all these things. And most of his picks, as you said, like, we're, yeah, we're not batting a thousand, but man, we're, we're batting damn near close. And it's been, again, that discord free for seven days, by the way, was an absolute blast last night. It was so much fun. Yeah, no, I mean, and even now, like literally right before the show started, yep. you you have guys on the team that are that are chiming in because you know some of the some of the subscribers were um you know kind of, kind of on Webb Simpson and and they're kind of I think newer to DFS golf and and I'm not saying Webb Simpson was an awful pick by the way mm-hmm. I, I didn't have him a lot I didn't I certainly didn't recommend him but I had him on a few teams but you know the point that people were making was you know there's good chalk and there's bad chalk and sometimes it's 2020 hindsight of course because you say it's bad chalk after the fact obviously but. You know, we knew Webb Simpson because of Steven's article. We knew Webb Simpson was going to be the highest owned guy, him or Rory. So he put that out there for everyone to absorb, you know, when, early Wednesday evening, early yesterday uh, evening. So, you know, coming off of that article, we were able to get in Discord and, and figure out, OK, well, if you're going to drop Webb Simpson because you want some ownership leverage, how are we going to construct our lineup? And like, mm-hmm. that's literally what Discord is all about. And And we were doing that till just after midnight. And by the way. We started a back and forth. It was probably around 11 o'clock that morning. You know, Mm -hmm. I got in there that morning and then Steven got in there and then Patrick got in there. And then there was like there was like a few hours where nothing was really cooking. And then Patrick, you know, had his article out Well, his second or third. Steven had his second or third article out. And then the discord went live for like another six hours. So it's super fun. Like, that's the thing. You know, it's not it's not just, hey, you know, we're giving these guys advice that really need it. You know, like. They have some insight for us potentially too, mm-hmm. but the, the point is, it's more of like a family atmosphere. It's not mm-hmm. like, you know, it's not like um, superior, inferior type yeah. thing from an informational standpoint. It's like, hey, let's figure this thing out. So it was, it was really cool. Yeah, shout out to some of the subscribers. I mean, there are times of the day where you, Patrick and Steven, you know, you live lives to this. You're not just sitting there for 24 hours. And I saw some subs coming in, you know, some of the subscribers that are just hanging out with us that appreciate us. You know, some of the regular guys that are all uh, in and about, and we appreciate all of you, of course. And you know, they're starting to give some advice. Like, oh, hey, you know, he had him in his article this way or, you know, oh, you know, maybe you want to, you know, make a different lineup, take that guy out of it kind of thing. So we appreciate everyone out there that that hangs out with us. We really do have a lot of fun in there. And then, you know, as you said, you know, Locke was at 710 this morning, East Coast time. That thing was humming all day. We're all sweating together. We're all trying mm-hmm. to figure it out, man. So it was it feels like sports are finally coming back. We're starting to put some real money down. No offense to all our friends and, and you know, J-Mo and NASCAR and Rich and soccer. I'm sorry. I don't watch those enough. I don't have as much passion for it. But golf, I know every year I'm watching golf during the summer. And I don't know, man. It feels like, you know, it's here. funny. It feels like summer's here. Michael, it's funny you say that because it, it didn't really occur to me. I, mean, I guess it's obvious sports are back because golf started today. But, you know, it's the first time in about, I guess, I don't know, 90 days where I literally had those emotions that you typically mm-hmm. have when you're either betting sports or following sports or DFS or whatever it is, like where you're like you have that just emotional like sort of roller coaster that we all love and hate at the same time. Like, you know, two holes in people are cursing, yep. you know, whether it's Webb or Harris English or whoever started Mark Leishman was plus three and then like made a, a monster comeback late, you know? So all of that, you know, you know, discord chat, I'm sure like every discord chat, like there's people like cursing, you know, the people they picked, you know, four hours earlier, but you know, that's part, that's part of it. And, and frankly, just for, for the newcomer golf people, like, please understand that, you know, nothing's really happened yet. Like golf doesn't start really until Saturday morning. So what you really need to focus on is who makes the cut. And if you have guys that are somewhat near that minus one or minus two cut line, like you definitely still have a shot. And frankly, in in these three max tourneys that you're in, which you're cashing in all three, which is incredible. And that's awesome. 
you know, you could potentially have five out of six make the cut and still cash as long as, you know, four or five out of those six are somewhere in that mm-hmm. top 15, top 10 range. So it's possible because the, the cut line these days is a little shorter than it was last year. It's 65 mm-hmm. in ties, whereas before it was 70 in ties. So there's plenty of opportunity to, to make money, not a lot, but make some money, if not your money back, if you make just five out of six. And honestly, of course, we're here to make money. It's win daily, right? But as long as I'm in it on that Sunday, that's what I, you know, you told me that four day sweat. It is fun. It is interesting. And I was looking at, I was in first place, like all day with one of my lineups. I've kind of dropped back a little bit now, but I was kind of crossing my fingers. I was like, Oh, I kind of hope that this is just the end. I'll just win all this money now, but it is what it is. And, and we really do appreciate it there, but no, man, I'm, I'm having a lot of fun. So thank you so much for making me do this. I was going to do it anyway, but I appreciate your help. I appreciate Patrick's help. I appreciate Steven's help. Everyone's been a big, big help over here at the wind daily team. And we got three more days of this, man. Yeah, and let me let me say this. So I honestly think that most of our quote subs and most of us, you know, on the Wind Daily team, I honestly think we're all like in in pretty good position yep. to have a Friday that gets all of our players over to Saturday. With that said, there is a showdown slate for Friday. So if you're if you just kind of want an extra sweat or whatever whatever you want to call it, you know, we'll be on Discord later to talk about plays that we like. Like the the pricing and all that stuff has sort of just come out. So just FYI, I personally will be on Discord later. I have a feeling that Patrick and um, Stephen will be on there too. So, you know, there is some rhyme and reason as to who to pick tomorrow versus who you may have picked yesterday, obviously. So um, we'll talk about that later, you know, on Discord. But I just want to let you guys know that, you know, whoever's listening – there are a lot of single entry contests, which are mm-hmm. the ones sort of I recommend or the, the, the lower entry max contest. There's a 150K guarantee one, but that's a 150 max um, enter contest. So I, I'm not, I would never recommend that to anybody, uh, especially if they're on a shorter budget. But there's like some $3 single entries, $5, $12. Mm-hmm. Like there's some, you know, nice ones where, you know, you could win some money. So um, just everybody keep that in mind. Keep that in mind and go play. And you have you have Sia's expertise here. So uh, let's, let's talk about what happened a little bit. I mean, we've kind of been, you know, chit-chatting about kind of what's happened and how it's happened some people have done well some people haven't um it it looks like a fun day man i mean as you said there's there's been some people that you called out uh and steven called out and patrick called out that have done fantastic marikawa ace uh answer as well um it's 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 been a lot of fun there's been some dudes that we're not sure yet as again as long as they make the cut you never know as you said so how have you felt you know the, the in the limited amount of golf that you've actually been able to watch and and you know listening through you know Sirius XM which hey you and I are on by the way uh Saturdays and Sundays 7 and 9 in case anyone was curious about that um how have you felt about the tournament so far i mean you've been having fun but how has the play been in your opinion at this point pretty much met my expectations. I mean, you know, we knew there was going to be some players that were in better shape uh, in terms of, you know, play than others. For the most part, a lot of the the better guys have done really well. Um, a lot of, you know, there's, there was, de- there's definitely like a lot of different narratives like, you know, well, this guy has a lot of kids, but this guy doesn't, you know, this guy, I think, you know, won like a, a little like tournament that he played with his friends and this guy hasn't played. And we're starting to see like whether any of those narratives sort of bore fruit, if you will. Mm-hmm. You know, it's funny, like speaking of the kids thing. So Woodland has, you know, a couple of twins. He, he did fine today. Finau, Tony Finau had, has like a bajillion kids, I think. And he wasn't so great. Uh, by the way, I had zero lineups with Tony Finau. Everybody was trying to get me to, to, to be on him. But, um, you know, so a lot of these narratives, and by the way, for the record, I didn't really have Woodland either. So, you know, whatever. I didn't have either of them. I guess I believed in the uh, no kids narrative. No kids here. I love but, it. But, you know, Jordan Spieth, here's another one. Jordan Spieth home course. He did great. But Ryan Palmer home course, who, by the way, was was interviewed yesterday and said, 
He played this course three times just last week. And the last time he played it, he shot a 64. And that was with a bogey on the last hole. So you, I think everybody sort of heard that interview. And, and I don't know if you noticed, but his ownership percentage just, just kept climbing and climbing and climbing yesterday. And a lot of people are sort of cursing his name. He started out on fire. I think he was minus three through like about five holes. You know, I had some shares of him too. All of a sudden he ends plus two. And you're like, wow, okay. You would have thought the home course thing would have benefited him, especially after getting hot after the mm -hmm. first few holes. But, you know, so all those narratives, like there's a reason why we're like, hey, this could be a thing, but it might not be a thing. And you because, you know, some of these narratives, you just you just don't know how they're going to feel and how they're going to play when the actual day comes. It's it, it it was really interesting. Yeah, I did hear that brought, brought up a couple times about the kids and, you know, who has played. I think Kevin now said he hasn't played at all or something. And mm -hmm. he came out and everyone he was kind of heavy because he won this, if I'm not mistaken, last year, or a couple years ago or something. And last year, he, yeah. last year. Thank you. So he he was not great at all today. I think he's plus two. I have him in a lineup, which is my best lineup, unfortunately. So that might hold me back a little bit when we uh, when we start to move forward. But I'm excited, man. This has just been so much fun. It's been an absolute blast getting to see green grass. I got to hear Jim Nance talk today, man. Does it get any better than that? I mean, Jim, I didn't even know. He somehow, I was watching NBC and him and Faldo, I guess, were chit-chatting at one point. I was like, what's Jim Nance doing here? And let me turn my TV up because he talks so soft. And it was just, it was fantastic. I absolutely loved it. Um, so how, you know, of some of the people that you did like, some of the people that you didn't like, what what are what are some of the the plays that have, you know, make you look really good and what are some of the plays that we've kind of talked a little bit about it but what are some of the other plays that you're like uh, maybe you know give it a little bit of time or you know we'll see what happens in the next few days well okay so on Sirius XM on Sunday and on our Win Daily show on Tuesday this is uh the second plug we'll probably have like five you guys really everybody has to tune in guys and girls have to tune in seven to nine Saturday to hear Jason Mizrahi and Michael Raziel and seven to nine on Sunday to hear Sia Najat and Jason Mizrahi as well. Four months free, by the way. Sirius is four months free. So just sign up. You get it for is that, is that true? I thought it was free before. Is it still free? It was free before, and you didn't need to put in any credit card information or anything. Now, if you go put in just your credit card information, they just give it to you for four months for free. So I have okay. a nice little uh, uh, tag in my calendar just in case. Just in case Jason kicks me off the serious show, then I can cancel it then. But until then, <laughs> yeah, you just you I'll just set a reminder four months from now to exactly. cancel if you don't like it. But honestly, everybody who has Sirius XM, sorry to interrupt, Michael. Everybody who has Sirius XM, they don't cancel it for two reasons. One is because it's a reasonable price, and two because there's so much to listen. You might think you have everything at your fingertips with your podcast and whatnot. I'm telling you, you don't know what Sirius has to offer until you live with it for one or two months, and then you're like, mm -hmm. oh, there's this, there's this. I listen to. You know, all those sports channels between like 80 and 92. I listen to V-Cin a ton. Like, yep. I mean, it's it, you can't get that anywhere else. It's literally just on Sirius. So, I mean, if, you, if you're not on that, do the four-month thing for sure. You can listen to us. It's going to be great. But the reason I even brought that up is because the the two things I said on those two shows was my, my outright plays, which, of course, sort of filtered into my DFS plays to some degree. So I'll just go over those real quick. And then we can kind of see where we're at with that. So I had Patrick Reed at 30 to one. He was, by the way, doing great. And then he tripled, I think, on the 18th hole. But he battled back. He's minus two now. So he's in decent shape. But if he doesn't have a triple there, that was a potential birdie hole, I believe. You know, all of a sudden, minus two was minus six. And he's right there. So that's not looking great. I had Sung Im at 35 to one. That's looking OK. I think he's about minus three off the top of my head. Morikawa, I touted big. I got him at 50 to one, but he was 35 to one on, on the, that same site, like, you know, four or five days later. But I think on DraftKings, you were able to get him at 50 to one. He's looking great as usual. I put in a play on Louis uh, Oosthuizen, Ryan Palmer. That's garbage, obviously. These are smaller plays because they're longer odds. My biggest play 
Uh, and I, I sent you this screenshot because I wanted to make sure that, you know, people mm-hmm. don't just think I'm saying this. My biggest play was on Abraham answer at 75 to one. And he's tied for third. I think he's six under and he's in pole position. And that would be my certainly my biggest outright win I've ever had. If he somehow is there on Sunday and closes it, he's the type of guy that can close it. He's played with the big boys before and he's won. So I don't think he'll be intimidated. I was a little discouraged that a lot of these guys, like, you know, I understood Justin Rose was already there, but a lot of these guys like Colin Morikawa, Justin Thomas, Bryson DeChambeau, Gary Woodland, they all sort of emerged in the afternoon. And I'm like, all right, well, the answer thing isn't looking quite as good as it did, you know, three hours ago. But I like him. The, the last play I had in my outright market was Max Homa at 90 to one, who, again, is even par. You know, he's 90 to one for a reason. So, um, those are all looking good. You know, I'm looking actually at the um, – you alerted me to this before mm-hmm. the show that there's actually – you know, they have the updated odds. Like one thing you got, you guys have to understand about golf, um, if you don't already, if you're betting it, you don't just bet it before Thursday tee off. You can bet it Friday. You can bet it Saturday. And in most places, you can bet it live on Sunday. So there's so many opportunities to find value. And so they, are actually, they actually already have the odds. JT is plus 550. Rose plus 800. I think some of the guys I'm, you know, just FYI, Morikawa was plus twelve hundred. Mm-hmm. I kind of I go down answers eighteen plus eighteen hundred, eighteen to one instead of the seventy five to one he was a day ago. Uh, I kind of think Adam Hadwin at thirty three to one is interesting. Um, he, I told you on the show Tuesday, he was mispriced. He was seventy three hundred. I, I didn't spend a lot of time on it. I just kind of like raised my eyebrows and I said, okay, that's that's mispriced. He should be closer to eight thousand. That 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 ended up being true. Long story short, I think there's some value there at thirty three to one. Patrick Reed at fifty to one. I don't know. That's probably worth ten bucks. Um, other than that, I might probably I might wait until. You know, interesting. Brandon Grace at 80 to one, I don't think is a bad play, nor do I think Corey Connors at 90 to one is a bad play. Again, these are like small plays just mm-hmm. to get some action, but yeah. 90, 80 to one, these are the types of plays that can all of a sudden win you $900 because you decided to throw 10 bucks on it. I'll tell you, I think after Friday, I'll have a better idea of where the value is in terms of, mm-hmm. of betting it outright. But if you were to just throw a few bucks, I think Adam Hadwin and maybe um, Brandon Grace might be worth a few bucks right now. And so with, with betting and golf, obviously not really my strong suit. And I know you do it a little bit more than I do. Is there, is there a sweet spot? You know, obviously we saw everybody prior, you know, pre-flop, let's call it, you know, with everything Mm -hmm. else. So you, you got your Max Homa at 90 to one, you got your Abraham answer at 75 to one. Is this next day kind of the day where you can see, you know, as we saw Tony Finau didn't do that great. Does he have a chance to just absolutely run training the next three days? Of course he does. We've seen him do it before kind of thing. So is there... I, and I'm, I'm sure it's subjective and, you know, obviously this tournament's a little different because everyone's kind of rusty and coming off of, uh, you know, being being alone or being being away for three months. Is there do you find that there's a day or, or a specific round to bet after that you found there's a little bit more value that can be had for either some of those high guys or you can, you know, still there's some of those diamonds in the rough for those low guys to still go out and grab so you can still make some money. So today would normally be that day. The problem with this particular tournament is it's such a packed field mm-hmm. that it's harder to imagine a guy like Tony Finau, who, by the way, I, I don't love, but but a lot of people do. It's mm-hmm. harder to imagine a Tony Finau passing all of these people and 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 justifying the play. You know, he's 66 to one right now. Mm-hmm. So the lesser the field from a talent standpoint, the more inclined I am to A, bet at pre-flop, but B, bet at Thursday night and see if that that guy who might be six or seven strokes back, but he's better than most of the field. See him slowly creep up day by day. And, you know, he's within maybe a shot on the back nine on Sunday. So Mm -hmm. honestly, with this field, I wouldn't be jumping at it. 
I would probably wait until tomorrow, see who's cut, who's not, see how close some of these guys are. If you lose, like if a Tony Finau is 66 to one, but then all of a sudden he he's sort of lights out, but he's still five shots back and he's a 40 to one. Okay, you lost a little bit there, but at least you have a little bit more peace of mind that like now this is doable because a lot of those guys that I was worried about at the top have started to fade a little bit. So tonight's tonight's not the night unless you're taking a long shot, mm-hmm. unless you're taking okay. something that's like 90 to one that you know has talent. Go ahead and throw five bucks on them. You know, it pays 450. Have some fun. You know what I mean? It's one beer or like 90 beer, I think, at that point, right? Like, well, it just just put the money down. It's worth it. And uh, another question I have, again, just kind of coming out. So we have Justin Rose and Harold Varner the third. They are tied for the lead, correct? Mm-hmm. Okay. So why is Justin Rose plus 800 and Varner is plus 2,500? Is he just not well known? Does does anyone not actually believe in him or what he does? Like how how that is a huge huge difference for for two dudes that both played lights out rounds. Yeah, because it was one round, and the talent gap is immense there. So okay. Harold Barner has done it before; he's won on the tour before. But don't forget, golf is about consistency more than it is about anything else. So mm-hmm. Justin Rose, I mean, he's a FedEx Player of the Year very recently. Was it last year or the year before? I'm I'm forgetting for some reason, but he's he. He's done it over four days. Like I, I'm actually surprised Justin Rose is doing this well. I didn't have him in the outright market, obviously, and I really didn't play him in DFS. So I sort of expect Justin Rose to fade a little bit, but the talent gap there is huge. So don't get tricked into like looking at one round or even two rounds and, and, and thinking to yourself, well, those should be even. I'm getting tremendous value on Varner. Varner's not going to win this tournament. He's just not. If, if there was, if if it was just him and Justin Rose and a bunch of guys that are named like Jonathan Vegas and Brian Harmon then those odds that you mentioned at 2,500 are pretty reasonable because he's tied for the lead. But knowing that he has so many guys in, in behind him that are just flat out better than him, like DeChambeau, like uh, Gary Woodland, even Daniel Berger. I mean, you know, Rory's you know, six shots back of, or five shots back of him, Sung J.M. I expect all those guys, Xander, I expect all those guys to catch him. So mm-hmm. if, it was, if it was Saturday night and we were having this conversation, then okay, that makes sense. But Saturday night, his odds in this particular scenario would probably be closer to eight to one, if not seven to one. So you're obviously, you know, the, yeah. the more the days go by, the less the value value is created. But I can tell you affirmatively, Harold Barner is not winning this tournament. Okay. Period. I, it's just not happening. I liked his interviews. He seems like a really nice guy. So I'm kind of rooting for him from that seat. But I understand where you're coming from. So then you have something? Yeah, Varner is, is probably if, I mean, he's, he's one of the most well-liked guys on tour. I mean, there's never been anybody to say a bad word about him. And, and moreover, like, Anytime his name comes up, people are always rooting for him and and they and they absolutely love him. So he is an absolute fan favorite. He just doesn't have the talent to win in this field. I get that. But he's also um, sponsored by Jordan Brand. So he looks fly as hell. So I have to give him that. I thought that was pretty cool. So a couple more that, again, you know, as, as we were saying, maybe there is a little bit more value. I don't remember or have in front of me what the original odds were. But Brooks Kepka and Patrick Reed, both uh, Brooks Kepka. 40 to one Patrick Reed at 50 to one right now. Um, those seems like those are the kind of ones that same thing, right? Plus 5,000 plus 4,000. Like, are those the kind of plays where you throw, you know, 10 bucks down, see what happens. I mean, I think that's kind of where we want to go, right? Yeah, I would. So in between those though, I would lean Patrick Reed at the 50 to one Kepka from what I recall today, he wasn't really hitting fairways. And I just, mm-hmm. it, what that means to me, and it, you know, the fairways are thin here, but like if you're not hitting fairways and you're all, you're constantly chipping out or, or, you know, or wedging out of, you know, you know, the um, thick grass or whatever, like it's just not a recipe for 
being consistently like putting up good scores. So I like, I just like Patrick Reed's game in general. Again, if he didn't have that triple, yeah, he'd be in really, really good shape. And, and what's really significant about the triple is it happened in the middle of his round and that put him, I believe it put him at plus one. And he, and you know, when you triple and it's your first day back in golf in 90 days, a lot of times you can just wilt and just be like, all right, this is not, this is not the tournament for me. This was fun. It's, Thanks guys. Yeah. yeah. This has been a good warm up, you know, but I suck, but no, instead he he had three birdies on the rest of his card on, on the, the front nine, which was his back nine, and he showed up. So I actually like Patrick Reed's game better for this course than I like Kepka. And honestly, I just don't think Kepka's game is back yet. So mm-hmm. I mentioned Patrick Reed earlier. Like I think Kepka is on the right path, but this isn't the tournament that I'm that I'm betting him. I wouldn't be playing him in the showdown slate tomorrow. I just didn't see him hit enough fairways. Yeah, it's not a major either. Kepka really only shows up, it seems like, for majors. But again, Patrick Reed, you triple, as you said, in the middle of the round. It's not like it was one of the, you know, it's not like it was the last hole or anything. Right. Triple in the middle of the round, you kind of get back up to it. You're now, you're still, you're, you're back to under, under par. I mean, 50 to one, that might, that's, that sounds like a, a bet where, again, you take that triple out. He's towards the top of the leaderboard. It, it's way more interesting. Those odds aren't nearly as good. So we'll see. Anybody can triple. It doesn't happen too often. Is there anybody else on here? Uh, I know you, you mentioned a few, few guys already, but is there anyone else that you're looking at? Or, or I guess, who do you think is, you know, after, again, only one day of play, but who are you feeling has the, has the best chance to take this home? So, so because I have, um, because I have Abraham answer at 75 to one, I, I really want to say him. And I, you know, the odds of that are, are pretty low. I don't like Justin Rose to maintain the lead here. I think Justin Thomas and Colin Morikawa are played so well today. And their demeanor just seems like they are just so automatic with their irons. And, and this is what I said about Morikawa. And everybody knows this. This isn't this isn't like mm-hmm. this is common knowledge. Okay. Everybody likes Morikawa for a reason. He's never missed a cut. But I even listened to his interview afterward. I think everybody did if you were watching the coverage. This guy's 23 years old and he talks like he's an adult, like an adult adult. Like he is so calm. He doesn't seem rattled by the moment at all. He's just like, basically like, I'm here. I respect all the guys playing here. I feel really comfortable and I'm ready to go tomorrow. Not too, not super cocky. He's just very even keel. I just love his game. So, And Justin Thomas, I thought, was absolutely amazing today. I think Justin Thomas or uh, Colin Morikawa are the plays. And I'm, you know, now that you mention it, I'm looking at their odds. Thomas is plus 550. Zero value there. That's not a bet. Morikawa at 1,200. I don't like that. I'd almost, I'd almost prefer he... He fall back a little bit tomorrow mm-hmm. and let's see where the odds are at. He's not necessarily the strongest finisher, but I think those two are are the guys to beat in this tournament. I love it. I love it. And I'm going to try and watch every second I can, um, whether the Golf Channel wants me to or not. I will find those streams. I will find them and I will watch them. You're finding things, Michael. Uh, there's going to be matchups too. So, you know, you know, if you have, I, I had already planned on fading Kepka tomorrow in a matchup if I could find the right one. So, you know, I, I know this is more, you know, more of the people listening are DFS people, but to the extent they are also sports betting people, you know, there are definitely people to fade that had like kind of nice days today that, you know, the, the lines or the, they'll be close. Like, they, they you know, Kepka might be a minus, 110 against the guy I really like, like a burger, for example. And then, you know, that's, that's an auto play for me, stuff like that. In fact, today on, on a site that, that I use, um, it was a three ball contest. So it wasn't, it wasn't like one-on-one, but it was Colin Morikawa, Zach Johnson, and Bubba Watson. And Colin Morikawa was paying even money. And then Bubba Watson was like, you know, two and a half to one or something. And then Zach was even longer than that. 
And Bubba did have a good day today, but that seemed like an auto play to me, which I, I did play it. It just seemed like so easy. I mean, you you prefer to have the the one on one matchup as opposed to the to the three because it just introduces you know a little bit more mm. variance in there. But no, I mean it was an easy play. Like so, there are some easy plays to make. Like if you're not looking at the outright market, a lot of people who make money betting golf, they're making money with the matchups. They're not because betting outrights is tough. I mean, obviously. Yeah. Yeah, and and that is that is really interesting, and that's good to know. Maybe uh, in the Discord chat tonight, I'm going to be asking you for a couple if I can find a few. I think that'll be fun. And one last thing about golf, uh, fan or not FanDuel, I apologize. DraftKings, who we are partnered with over here at Win Daily, they have a free twenty dollars bet for all users for anybody that is out there. You do not have to be a new user and sign up and click on this, that, and the other. You just have to go through. There's like simple instructions. I'll put everything in the show notes for the podcast so everyone can check that out. You get a free $20 bet as long as you're doing a live bet. And I mean, we just talked about it. This is this is where you can find some value. This is where you can start to really see some things happen. So shoot, put in 20 bucks, get 20. You know, it's a free bet at that point. That doesn't sound like sound like a bad play, does it? What? I mean, isn't the isn't the Millie Maker? Uh what wasn't it a $20 entry? Uh, so. yeah, 20 something. Yeah, there you go. Get your 20 bucks back. You're probably not gonna win the million anyway. <laughs> I mean, I mean, it's twenty dollars is twenty dollars, and, and I don't know if you get that right away or if you have to like if it rolls over. But you're getting the twenty dollars, exactly. so it's um those promotions are I mean they're no brainers. I mean a lot of these just FYI like you don't have to play the like play the the big money tournaments. Like this is fun if you're paying playing the like the fifty cent or dollar entry or three. Like mm-hmm. it's fun regardless, you yes. know. So uh, I think DraftKings is fantastic, FanDuel as well, but I think DraftKings is 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 the class. I'm very excited, and these next couple days, man, it's going to be a blast. I'm just hoping I'm in it on Sunday. That's all I want, even if I lose all my money. It's not like I put a million dollars down or anything. I just want to be in it, man. You know, that makes it so much more interesting to me. So um, that was good stuff. A lot of golf with Sia. Obviously, it's your favorite thing in the world, so I'm, I'm sure your wife and kids might be up there too, but one of your favorite things in the world. No. No? No. It goes uh, – it actually goes <laughs> NFL, then oh. PGA, then PlayStation, then Kids – then I don't know if I said football already. Uh, then yeah. I think my wife comes okay. somewhere, somewhere right in that area. Shout out Mrs. Najad. What a wonderful, she wonderful lady. Um, if she can, I might have to go. Well, we'll see what happens. We're going to have Rich on in a couple minutes, and I'm very excited about that. What's up, Rich? We're excited to have you on because there's so much soccer. But there are a couple things that I do want to touch upon before we bring on our good friend, Rich, who's going to make us a bunch of money in all of these different soccers, including Cristiano Ronaldo. He is playing, and I am pretty excited for it. It's going to be a blast. A uh, couple things. So we actually had Zach here over in on the live stream. He's putting in a couple comments. AFL. So this morning, I watched KBO, right? Because it's baseball, and that's the only baseball it looks like I'm going to get this year. But on my other TV, I turned on Aussie Rules Football. I had no idea what was going on. But the last 10 minutes, last five minutes of that game were absolutely wild. Now, I can't tell you anything about it. I have no idea what they were doing. They were just beating the hell out of each other and kicking this football or rugby around, and it was awesome. And thankfully, our friend Zach, he did a bunch of research on it. So we have articles on actually how the sport works, what happens, and how the team score and all this stuff. So that's how I learned everything I need to know. And then Zach went and gave us some really good bets and some really great DFS plays that I think some of our subs went out and won on. So, hey, if you guys aren't doing anything at 540 or 550 in the morning, like, Throw on some AFL and you know plays a couple bets. Why not, right? That is awesome. 
I'm already interested. It's it's the closest thing we have to actual like football yep. football. So I'm, I might be in on that. I was so busy with golf. I didn't get a chance to read that article. It's this real wacky sport. I can't explain it. Um, it's like in this oval. Uh, it's kind of like football, but you don't really score touchdowns. You have to and they score like the over unders in these games are like 140. So they just score a lot of points. Apparently the game today, they only scored like 70 points and everyone in Australia was really really angry because apparently the game was terrible and i thought it was insane so i had an absolute <laughs> blast with it zach is telling me 11 33 p.m tomorrow night i thought there's there something at like 5 50 in the morning tomorrow zach what are you doing to me man are you making me look like an idiot or um but either way no we, we appreciate zach and what he did i think it's a blast so to talk about real like i guess we're saying real football is kind of mean our football, American rules football. There we go. We did have a couple pieces of news that I may or may not have forgot um, to bring up on the uh, Tuesday show. So one thing, obviously, everyone has absolutely heard by now. Dalvin Cook has held out. He signed his rookie contract. It was a four-year deal as he came out in 2017. So he's on his last deal. So he is holding out. I think he only makes about a million dollars this year. We say a million, do- about a million dollars. Obviously, we, any, I think anyone on planet Earth would appreciate it, but we understand that running back's shelf life is very, very slim. And we all just saw Christian McCaffrey take home a bunch of money. So he only mm-hmm. turns 25 in August. I mean, do you think the Vikings pay him? Yeah, I do. I, the, the info that I've gotten is that they're going to work with him and, and they're not going to give him McCaffrey money, but that they're going to make, they're, they're going to give, well, I mean, I think that's an obvious statement. Yeah, but, they better not. But, but I mean, you, you understand how it works, right? Like, so the, the latest running back or the mm-hmm. latest quarterback, they quote, set the market. And it's, you know, then you get into that argument. Well, you know, next year, the salary cap's going to be this. And although this year, you can't really say that anymore. So, you know, good luck, Dak. But uh, yeah, as far as Dalvin's concerned, I think they're going to give him enough money to make him happy. And, and we've talked about this before. The, the plight of a running back in the NFL, it's so incredibly unfair because you are used, damaged, no good after your rookie contract. And by the way, you're forced to play three years of college. So you're forced to endure 200 to 300 hits per year, your freshman, sophomore, and junior year. You are the most hit person on the field. They make you stay there to continue to get hit. And then they give you this rookie sliding scale contract, which by the way, isn't very good because running backs aren't valued anymore because of the, you know, the the way the rules are set up, Mm -hmm. that passing is a little bit more important than running these days. And, you know, it's at the end of the day, these running backs get screwed. So any time a running back says, hey, I want out of my contract, especially a rookie running back, and says, we need to re- rework this, I'm almost always on the side of the running back because it's so grossly unfair. It's the only position that that you are basically kind of done. Yeah, Saquon, that's a good one, that you are basically kind of done, unless you're a guy like Saquon. I mean, Saquon is so incredible that he'll probably be able to have like maybe – a couple big contracts after this, but Dalvin's already tore his ACL. Mm-hmm. You know, he's already gotten banged up enough. Like, come on, give it, we, we need to make these running backs a little happier than they are. Yeah, I agree, man. I it, it's, I mean, give them three year deals. Like, I don't know. They're, they're, I mean, I know that's kind of a ridiculous thing to, to just kind of change the rules. Completely. No, it's not. It's but not like, ridiculous it, for running back. Kind of is. I mean, it's, it's just, I agree with you. You know, three years of college where you're getting th- hit 300 times, you're probably catching the ball. You're, you're doing so much. You're pass blocking in these situations. You know, we had a couple guys that didn't come out this year, specifically Travis Etienne from Clemson. Dude would have probably been second, maybe third round pick. Some people said first. I think that's a little high. But he, he decided to go back for another year to win a national championship. And dude, good for you, man. I hope it works out. I hope you win another one go run it, do what you got to do. That's another 300 hits on your body and you're not getting paid. 
heavy air quotes for the uh, for the live stream audience there. But <laughs> it's it's just crazy to me. I do think, you know, just go out, get your money. And yeah, I, agree. I don't know, man, there has to be something with running backs. You know, shoot, take the 10 million a year. You don't have to get Christian McCaffrey money. Dalvin Cook right. hasn't been healthy for a single season yet. So he can't expect 60 million a year. But if they give him, I don't know, five for 50, four for 40, I think he's going to jump at that, call it a day, get 20 something guaranteed. And, you know, everybody's going to be happy at that point. So we'll see what yeah, happens, man. I think anything north of 10, he's going to take. And, and yeah. if we assume the salary cap isn't going to go down and is going to increase like like it, 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 it was on course to before the pandemic, then paying him $11 million or whatever it is. The problem is they do have an adequate backup, but I think they're going to pay Dalvin. I think they're going to be fair to him. I I think so. Nick does not think so. Nick says uh, Dalvin hold out and Vikings don't pay him um, and call it quits. Give the ball to Madison. Let him do his thing. Might have grabbed him in our best ball draft over here at Daily. So we'll see what happens there. <laughs> but it's 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 definitely interesting. I don't know, man. He's always hurt. I think we spoke um, a couple weeks ago. I actually had the over on his yards because it's his contract year. But if he's deciding his contract year was last year, things are a little different now. So maybe that's something we have to look at. Maybe it's not your contract year for your running backs. It's the year before the contract year where should we, we should start paying attention to who's doing what and what's doing who. So to speak about another running back, Todd Gurley passes physical. So that's kind of cool. We saw him do some box jumps and lift some weights with his legs. So that's nice. Um, does that do anything for you, CA? Are you going to be targeting him in any drafts now? Does that change your mind? I mean, I don't like Gurley. I'm not targeting him, as you know. He's not going to be on any of my teams. I'm still kind of surprised, though, that the Falcons haven't brought in an additional running back because that just seems to be the thing that would make sense in this situation. But I don't like drafting people where each week I'm going into Sunday or Thursday, if it's a Thursday night game, whatever. Each week I'm going in and I'm like, man, I, I hope he sort of doesn't start having knee problems in the second quarter. Or, you know what I mean? Like, I just want a guy that doesn't have existing, like pre-existing issues already. And he's just one of those guys. He's set up in a perfect offense, but I just know that I'm not going to be able to draft him high enough. I think other people are going to take him, you know, whatever, third round or whatever. And I'm just not willing to do that. Two years ago, Offensive Player of the Year took a team to the Super Bowl on his back Two years later, you washed up useless 26. I think he's only 26 as well. I don't even think he's 27 yet. Again, the life of an NFL running back, man. The Rams kind of, you know, again, so we so we make the point, you know, pay pay your running back, pay Dalvin Cook, but you look at what the Rams did for Todd Gurley, and now they're just in salary cap hell. So uh, I guess two sides of that argument a little bit. So we'll see. I'm, I'm always on the side of the player, don't get me wrong, but my buddy Nick, who's a pretty big Rams fan, now is looking at that cap and saying, we have how much tied up in, in dead money and Cook's, Gurley, Clay Matthews, and essentially dead money in Jared Goff. It's not a good look for the team. Yeah, and also, I mean, they got to deal with their Jalen Ramsey too. So, oh, yeah, they, I mean, that team is in is in trouble for a while. But 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 let's be clear: like, they're not just in trouble because of the Gurley contract. That is like yeah. part of a much bigger puzzle. And, and frankly, it, you can accommodate the running back and not pay pay the running back as much as the Rams paid Gurley. Like, mm-hmm. there is a gray area and a middle ground, and like the Rams don't know how to do that. But if you pay Dalvin Cook like ten and a half million per year for the next four years, like that's not that's okay. Like that's not going to crush your your salary cap situation. So exactly because totally doable. A, a bunch of that's a signing bonus after two years. You can probably cut them without too much ramification. So yeah, it is. You know, the Rams just did the absolute worst thing was give this guy an absolutely gigantic contract and then cut him after one year, which I don't really know. You're the lawyer, so maybe we'll get get into it around. NFL season, how exactly the salary cap works, because it doesn't make any sense to me at all. Seems pretty archaic, but that's a, that's another story for another day. Um, speaking of Rams running backs, wow, great point in the notes. You're incredible. Darrell 
Daryl, Darrell Henderson, I'm sorry, I don't know, um, said his ankle rehab's going well. Uh, I didn't know he had surgery. I don't think really anybody cared he had surgery, especially after Cam Akers was drafted. So more Rams running back talk. I mean, does this make Cam Akers more important to you on in drafts? Uh, does it change it anything? It makes him a lot more important to me because Daryl Henderson was just drafted a couple of years ago. And he, I mean, he, he had a pretty prolific college career. So this is a guy that still could be a staple in the Rams offense. The fact that he had surgery six months ago and, and is talking about his progress on his yeah. ankle with his rehab, but it's six months later, like this must have been an invasive surgery or it might, might may, may have been a surgery that was complicated to some degree and maybe there was an addition like who knows what it is but you never want to hear six months out i mean if it's an acl or something that's or a hip injury or something like that's a different analysis but no i just they have malcolm brown they have daryl henderson and they have cam Akers, and they drafted cam Akers early like this is the perfect setup for cam Akers to have a significant fantasy mm -hmm. impact so i am all over cam Akers, and unfortunately if we keep hearing this news about daryl henderson and malcolm brown who's sort of like non-existent in terms of the talks of this offense everybody's going to be on cam Akers by the time august rolls around and these drafts happen so you might have to reach for cam Akers even higher than you think to mm -hmm. get him but i don't think that's going to be a bad play because i think the rams offense is still going to be pretty good and i think you guys were talking about on the wide receiver um uh, show yesterday with uh, with Nick. I mean, I I love I love the skill uh, position receivers uh, and tight ends, frankly, uh, on the Rams. I mean, I don't think they're going to be a great team, but I I love I love Woods, I love Cup, and I love Cam Akers. Yeah, and they drafted. So it's, it's always just funny to me to kind of look at drafts. I, I love the draft. We obviously did the live draft show um, with. The Rams they got rid of Gurley, got rid of Brandon Cook. So their first two picks, you know, they have a copious amounts of cap dead cap money in the two of them so their first two picks are a running back and a wide receiver van jefferson out of florida so i don't know man we'll see i think the offense is going to be good again uh, as long as that offensive line isn't just abysmal and everyone gets hurt so we'll see what happens with the rams it should be kind of fun and last thing deshaun jackson expected to be the eagles wide receiver target number one target like i don't so I can I tell you something? I, I, yeah, I just put this in there because it made me laugh. First of all, this wasn't from like somebody from the coaching staff. This is a beat reporter trying to make news because yeah. that's what you see on Roto World and in, in these outlets. There's no real news right now. So it's like it's like this random guy that you've never heard of thinks that yeah. this guy is going to be the best receiver. Like, so I just laughed at it because I'm like, well, let me let me think about this. This Eagles like offense. I mean, it, it's always pretty potent, but. At receiver, I mean, Alshon, I don't even know if they're trying to get rid of him still, but he's always banged up. Deshaun is old, and he doesn't really look like he takes care of his body. And I have evidence of that with pretty much every season in the last five years. So then you have Greg Ward. You have their rookie, uh, Jalen Reader, who should be good. But, like, is he going to be good right away? Most wide receivers aren't. I don't think he's the skill set to be, like, super impactful, like, on, on week one. So I just find it a little curious. I mean, they do have the tool, dual tight end threats, which mm -hmm. that's great. But – I'm not so sure how you know great this offense is going to be. I don't think the weapons are really there. And if you're if you're if you're talking about Deshaun Jackson leading the team in targets or being the number one wide receiver, you have a bad wide receiver core. Now yes. you can make the statement ten years ago, and I would yeah. have a different analysis. But that's not where we are right now. I was that was exactly what I was going to say. Like, but if you said this eight years ago, that would have been pretty awesome, and everyone yes. would have been like, "Yeah, you're 100 right." Uh, everyone remembers the miracle in the meadow, the miracle in the Meadowlands too. 
that was uh, that was bad, man. I watched that live, and Matt Dodge has not punted in the NFL since. So, uh, you know, shout out Matt Dodge. Come on the pod, Matt Dodge. Tell us your story. Um, we can't get kickers on the pod. Punters I know or kickers, they don't want to get it, man. Maybe Pat McAfee will come on. Pat McAfee, come on the show. Hang out with us. Talk some AFL. I know he loves to do it. Um, so we are. That's a little NFL news. We always love to get some NFL, and everybody knows CNI at this point. But we're also here to make you some money. We are here to make you some money, and you know who's here to make you some money. It's our man, Rich Masana. Rich, how you doing tonight, man? What's up, guys? It's a good day to be alive, Rich. It's a good day to be hey, alive tonight. Michael, I was going to say, there's there's two lawyers on, on the pod Ooh. right now, and then there's you. Are you feeling intimidated? Honestly, this happens so often at this point. I just kind of, I, I didn't even realize. I guess I never put two and two together. So I just no. I just want you to know that that Michael were the exceptions to the lawyer joke. All those lawyer jokes are generally true, but but me and Rich like we're different. We're well, we're not that guy. I haven't been stabbed in the back or the front by either of you yet. So hopefully we'll keep it that way. And my uh, my golf keeps hitting, and I win money there. Rich keeps winning me money in soccer, and I will uh, I will abide by those laws, I guess. But Rich, I you and I have been pretty much chit chatting all day. Kind of we had a, a four o'clock showdown. I think that went down today earlier today on on Thursday, which was kind of cool. Um, you and we might have had a little miscommunication um, about the article, and I may have messed one or two things up but everything turned out fine everything's okay and i don't think it's a problem but we have so much soccer coming up uh i told Sia, i was like i'm gonna bring on rich and i don't know we haven't heard rich talk for 20 minutes straight before but if there was a time to listen to rich talk for 20 minutes straight about soccer it <laughs> might be today and epl is not even back i know we're gonna have uh rich and austin our other uh soccer writer they're going to both come on the show on Tuesday. C and I are obviously going to get to talk about golf. We're going to get the two of you guys on just to tell us what the hell is going on in the EPL. But first, we have La Liga in Spain. We have Bundesliga, which we get to talk about every week at this point in Germany. And we have Serie A in Italy, if I'm not mistaken, right? Coppa Italiana or something along, something along those lines. So, Rich, talk to me. What, uh, what are we playing this weekend? Yeah, all right. You know, so on that note, you know, we're going to bypass EPL because we don't have that till next Wednesday. Um, but of Europe's top five domestic leagues, um, we have three of the five right now. So pretty crazy. Um, so I guess I'm going to have to segment this by league. There's just otherwise it'd be so confusing. Um, let's start off with the Bundesliga. Um, you know, obviously it's the one uh, I think most people are familiar with at this point. You know, say that, name. Say that name. Say uh, that name. Bayer Leverkusen. Thank you. Yeah. Bayer Leverkusen is actually in the German Cup final. They face uh, Bayern Munich. So. I wish them the best of luck with that one. Um, so they're going to get worked? Is that what you're saying? Sounds like it. Well, I mean, last when they played uh, Bayern Munich last week in the, the Bundesliga, they lose like 4-1, to one, something like that. So, you know, I don't know. I, I, I would say not looking up when they uh, face off. But um, So we got a single game tomorrow. We got another one of my uh, most frustrating teams, Leipzig, um, who cost me that parlay last week. Uh, at least a couple parts as a – they were minus 700 or something. They, they got a red card, went down a man, and uh, and they actually only lost the game in, like, stoppage time. So that was a disaster. Um, so our inconsistent friends, they have um, a single game there. I think it's 12.30 Mountain um, – 2.30 Eastern time, I think. That's what we got for that. Um, you know, they should win that, you know, but again – Sort of hard to trust. You know, you have all the usual suspects, you know, Werner, Nakuku, um, you know, Donnie Olmo is still cheap. So, you know, someone I target there. Angelino is always chalky on DraftKings. Um, beyond that, we have a big Saturday slate. Um, not surprisingly, Bayern Munich and Dortmund are the two big favorites. 
Um, that's where I'd probably go as far as any Bundesliga bets this weekend. You know, at this point, we don't have to cherry pick because we have so many favorites from these leagues that, you know, I don't think we have to slum it, you know, trying to, uh, you know, deal with some pickums. Now, Bayern Munich will be missing uh, both uh, Robert Lewandowski and Thomas Muller. Um, they're both suspended for this game. Um, they still have the highest projected goal total on the slate. Um, one value play, Joshua Zerksey. Um, he's somebody I check out there. Um, you know, he's a young forward. He usually doesn't get to play, but he, you know, as a result, he's cheap. I think on Fanduel, he's only fourteen dollars. Um, so, you know, he's somebody uh, you know who'll be filling in in the Lewandowski role as a striker. So, a good chance at a goal there. Um, as far as Dortmund goes, um, Holland will be back. Um, you know, allegedly, I think he at least will get to start. You know, should go. You know, pretty yeah, you know, usual time, maybe seventy-five minutes at minimum. Um, so, you know, him, Jaden Sancho. You know, all the usual suspects there. Um, so that is Bundesliga for um, in the next couple of days. So I'll, I'll stop you there. Sure. A lot of those names are starting to become familiar. I'm mm-hmm. starting to get comfortable with these names. I know who we're talking about. Uh, we all know that one name that Sia hates. I'm not going to repeat it because I'm a good friend of Sia. But, you know, those lawyers, man. Sia, I don't know what to tell you. Rich said it, not me. So, so with that, I mean, I think Bundesliga, if I'm not mistaken, looking at DraftKings right now, that has the most... They're paying the most money for that. I think they have the biggest tournament at this point. Obviously, with some of these others are a lot of showdown slates, but mm-hmm. 40k um, coming out in prizes in the top the uh, top tournament in in DraftKings um, Bundesliga. Do you see that? I mean, again, take out EPL. Um, do you think that is the highest? Because we've kind of, as I said, we've gotten pretty comfortable with these names and these teams, and we all kind of know what the hell's going on here. Yeah, and I think they just didn't get everything up in time. And uh, with La Liga, we'll probably get that slate a little later in the afternoon because the games tend to be a little later. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I don't know, other than possibly the Tuesday, Wednesday coming up, if we're going to have any more really big Bundesliga slates after this weekend, just because EPL sort of cuts in that time frame there. Um, I think the, the games start a half hour after Bundesliga, so I'd expect a lot of that money to go to EPL, you know, early on the Saturdays, and that we'll have La Liga and Serie A and stuff a little later um, you know, usually around like two, three Eastern, you know, some of those games. So, I mean, there's definitely a big time gap there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm, I'm very excited. And there's one that's on Friday. I think we, we might've hopped over a little bit. Christian, yeah, so we'll, we'll move over to Syria. Oh, sorry. I'm sorry. I got, I jumped ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, no, you're good. You're good. Um, you know, we figure we'll move on to Syria. Then, um, you know, this actually isn't a technical Syria Italy game. Um, this is Cup Italia. So just, you know, some people are like, what was that German Cup stuff midweek? You know, this is a good, you know, example to sort of clarify things. Um, so each of these countries has its own domestic competition. You know, in England, it's the FA Cup. You know, in Italy, Copa Italia. Um, in Spain, Copa del Rey. And then in Germany, the DFB Pokal, you know, where you have Bayern Munich and Leverkusen in that final. Um, so basically, you know, what it is, it's like a knockout tournament. Tournament, So, you know, everyone, you know, even the lower division teams in that country get to participate. So, you know, I know um, Leverkusen, their big win during the week was over some fourth division side that somehow advanced. Um, you do get, you know, probably reminiscent a little bit of the NCAA tournament, how you'll have some, you know, fourth division or three division team, you know, sort of sneak up and, uh, you know, knock off a team that's, you know, in the top division, you know, sort of embarrassing, but. Um, so this is basically a Copa Italia game. Um, you have AC Milan, which is a traditional powerhouse. Zlatan, who, you know, probably is very familiar. Um, you know, seen him on ESPN. He's with the Galaxy and everything here in the States. Um, he will be out for this one. Um, you know, they're a little bit undermanned. And they're facing Juventus, uh, Juventus who is, um, you know, the top team in Italy. They have been for about the last decade. Um, Cristiano Ronaldo's there. Um, you know, I don't have to tell you as far as, uh, you know, DFS, he's going to be very chalky. 
you know, he sort of sticks out like a sore thumb on that site. Um, but do you, um, if I may, do you get points for being handsome? Is that a thing? No, but he oh, would. Damn. I'm, I'm sure. off Ronaldo. I think you get points for being handsome. See, does that stop count? it. Sorry, I interrupted. I was just, yeah, it was a legitimate question. Uh, carry on. I'm sorry. You sure? Uh, you know, he's been uh, dialing up, I'm sure. You know, I think he was in some island off the coast of Portugal, Madeira, you know, relaxing and stuff like the last couple months. So he's probably in good shape. Um, yeah, I think Juventus coming in like a, a minus 160, something like that. They should win, you know, a type of game. If you wanted to have a riskier parlay, you might want to add them in. Um, beyond that, you know, I have to see what else they're going to post for Italy over the weekend. Um, but obviously that's a big game. Um, so that's something that's going to be on ESPN Plus. Um, I want to say three o'clock Eastern. So yeah, I think it's it's tomorrow, and I'm excited for it. Uh, yep, three o'clock Eastern. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and ESPN um, Plus owns all the Serie A games. So any you know they might put on put some on the flagship to ESPN. You know I think they would. You know especially with like nothing else going on. So that's yeah. something to watch uh, with Italy over the next few weeks. Yeah, and moving I think, on. To, I uh, think Ronaldo is definitely if if there is a time to maybe say, hey, we're going to take this from ESPN Plus and let some people sure. watch. I think this is the time to do three o'clock on a Friday. I mean, what the hell else? I mean, I'm going to be watching golf, but my second TV needs a friend, right? Yeah, and I told Austin uh, already has an article up there for this, so you just check on the site. You know, he already has that up to go. You know, all his rankings and everything. Um, you know, sort of a, a good introduction to Serie because you have a familiar face, Ronaldo. Uh, you know, some other good players, Paul Dabala, you know, who's sort of, he's a younger guy. He's a winger for Juventus, sort of like the number two over there uh, to Ronaldo. So, you know, definitely uh, that's, a, that's a big game to check out. You know, I think a lot of the other Serie A games you can see over the weekend, it'll be the lesser known teams. So um, moving on, speaking of other leagues, we got um, the big, second biggest league in the world, La Liga. Uh, you know, it returned today. As you noted, we had the showdown at four o'clock, the, the real Batiste game earlier versus Sevilla. Um, so, Got uh, two games tomorrow. I have an article I'm basically done with. I'm going to have it up after the show. Um, the biggest team on that slate is Valencia. Um, they're playing at home at the Mistala, where their opponent, Levante, has not won since 1937. Um, so that was uh, quite a stat. They play every year, too. So, that you know, it's quite oh a – Oh, my God. There, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, so I, I would definitely back them there as home favorites. I think they're at a minus 150, which, considering that streak, isn't bad. Uh, Valencia is a team that was uh, made it as far as the Champions League round of 16. They lost to um, a Serie A side, an Italian side in Atalanta. Uh, it's spelled like it, it, the word Atlanta with an A in there thrown in, if you ever see that. You know, it's most people's like first thought. Um, but nonetheless, um, they lost that game 4-3, to three, and it ended up being one of the main spreads of the coronavirus in Europe, which I think that was the most uh, notorious thing that game was known for. Because the fans came from Spain, and they traveled back. Um, and meanwhile, that whole area in Italy um, where Atalantis from the Bergamo got absolutely slammed. So, um, you know, it was probably why hopefully they're hoping that, you know, now that it gets off to a better start and they can put that game behind them. That's for sure on many levels. Um, but I, I back them as a home favorite. You know, I have a lot of them in the ranks. Then the Saturday um, in the afternoon, the slate has not gone up yet. I would almost definitely expect a big slate. Speaking, we had Cristiano Ronaldo before. Um, and then Saturday afternoon, we have another big name, Messi. Um, I don't have to tell you, in a cash game, you want Messi in the forward slot. Um, you, unless it's a big Champions League game, maybe versus Bayern Munich or Liverpool or PSG or someone, some elite team, um, in like a La Liga game where Barcelona is a minus 340 favorite, probably not a good idea to fade Messi. Um, you know, this is where you just eat it. Um, so I expect him to be very popular. And on uh, Sunday morning, we have real, um, you know, speaking of Barcelona, we got Real Madrid. 
you know, their biggest rival. Um, I think they're coming at minus 405. So if you wanted to build a parlay, um, you know, across a few different leagues, um, you know, this weekend, some games I like, you know, I think you could take Bayern Munich, Dortmund, Barcelona, Real Madrid. Um, and then next Wednesday, if you want to throw in Manchester City and get some EPL in there and make it a five-way, um, you could do that. But we don't have to turn to these pickums because now we have so many heavy favorites that we can sort of trust a little bit more. Um, so you could throw on a Valencia, I mean, given that, you know, home record advantage for Silvante, you know, going back a ways. Uh, you could throw on Leipzig. You know, they should win. You know, they've let us down. But, you know, I don't think you have to. I mean, those are, might be things you want to look at, you know, if you wanted to expand you know, on a parlay. Um, but, you know, I think we could stick to some of the bigger teams now. I love that. And, and of course, I mean, you know, we bring Rich on to tell us to play Messi. I mean, how much better does it get than that? So we appreciate you there, Rich. No, I <laughs> get it. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah, I get it, of course. But um, I, I'm excited, man. This should be a lot of fun. And I know it's it's kind of the one thing I'm a little... I don't want to say disappointed is it's all because they're trying to get this all in now. It's all over the place, right? We're not, there's not just a Saturday where we're getting like four or five games. Like you get a bunch of people to pick from Bundesliga started to do that. If I'm not mistaken, now looking back at DraftKings uh, for a second, I think Bundesliga, yeah, five matches Saturday morning. It's kind of nice. You get a bunch of people to pick from La Liga and, and uh, Syria. It's just, it's showdowns. There's more showdowns than slates uh, at this point, which is a little frustrating, but I'm excited, man. And I guess. Yeah. And I think you know, it's a little disorganized now. It should get more organized. Uh, keep in mind with the Bundesliga, we got after this weekend, I think it's three slates le- left, including Tuesday, Wednesday. And the final two, I think every game is at once. So um, they look almost like baseball slates where it's like, it's going to be insane. Um, you have 13 or 14 soccer games just going at the same time. Um, so that, you know, you will get that coming up. That is awesome. And now, uh, out of curiosity, Osea, do you have any questions about bets or DFS or anything? Because I have something totally unrelated. I just wanted, um, what's baseball? Uh, KBO, what's man. This baseball watch you those, speak of? Watch those bat flips, I'm telling you. Watch those bat flips with me. Wake up at 6.15 in the morning. We can hang out together in the Discord, which is free, which Rich is in. As he already brought up, Austin. Austin is in the Discord as well. Free for seven days. Go there. Win some money. Pretty much pays for your subscription. How, how hard can it get? But... Going back to soccer, thanks, See, I really appreciate that. Uh, little yeah, you're welcome for my contribution. Yep, thank you, thank you. Um, you're handsome and you hate baseball. How could you get any better? Like, such a catch, such a catch. Um, <laughs> in terms of popularity, I, I assume it goes, and please tell me if I'm incorrect, EPL, La Liga, uh, Italian League, Serie A, and then Bundesliga? Is that essentially the the rundown? I think that's fair. Okay, so we, we got... And I don't want to say it this way, but I'm going to say it. We got the worst European soccer that came back first. And we were all going nuts over, at least I was, for at least a few weeks. Now we're starting to get some of these higher leagues back. Obviously, again, EPL starts next week. How much more excited are you? Just for like just just the actual play of soccer outside of betting, outside of DFS. How excited are you just for good or better soccer to come back? Oh, it's awesome, man. Uh, you know, actually, the worst of the five leagues by far is that French league. Mm. That league is absolute crap. Um, you know, the only good team is PSG. And they have Neymar, Kylian Mbappé, Angel Di Maria, all these guys where it's just not even – you don't even know who's second in that league. So, um, you know, we're sort of happy we did get Bundesliga. Um, but, you know, that title race now is a wrap. You know, I mean, technically it's not over, but, you know, I don't think Bayern Munich is dropping three or four or anything like that. The, uh, I don't think they've dropped any game, you know, since they came back. Um, so La Liga, we have a real title race. 
you know, Barcelona and Real Madrid, um, you know, neck and neck. And I tell you about rivalries in the world. Um, you know, think over here, Red Sox, Yankees, etc. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, Real Madrid and, and Barcelona might be the world's best. Um, these it goes back, you know, hundred years. Um, there's some legitimate hate there. You know, it goes back politically where, uh, you know, the people of Catalonia have always wanted independence. They don't consider themselves Spanish. Um, I got the opportunity to go to a game. I mean, I have a cousin out there. You know, my family has some blood in Catalonia. Um, So I got to go, um, you know, to camp now. I saw one of Messi's games in person. It's the only European soccer game ever ever went to in person, everything. Um, You know, they're chanting for independence, everything. Um, I mean, you know, it's intense. If you're Real Madrid, or Barcelona, there's just no in between. It is probably ten times more intense than Red Sox Yankees. Um, so the fact that you know they're up there, they're the one two like normal. Um, you know that's going to come down, you know, tooth and nail for that title. Um, and we do have um, an interesting race there in Syria. You know the EPL is pretty much a wrap. Liverpool is only two wins away from uh, their first title in 30 years, and there's eight games left. So I think Liverpool should be able to wrap it up. But in Syria, it's pretty interesting because we have Juventus. Juventus with Cristiano Ronaldo and they won, I think, the last four or five years in a row. Um, but upstart Lazio, who's a small town team, um, they're the lesser team from Rome. You know, they've had sort of a Cinderella story. I think they're within a point of, um, you know, Juve. So they're going to face off sometime uh, before the rest of the season, whenever that game happens. Um, you know, that should be on the level of the Bayern Munich Dortmund game where, you know, should decide a title. So super excited. Now, you know, we have, you know, a lot of great players. Um, and keep in mind, we got Champions League after all this in August. So, you know, people get a chance to see some of these players, see some of these teams. You know, two of the final eight are Bayern Munich and Leipzig. So you've already seen, you know, what they can do. You know, I think when Champions League comes around, you know, back in, in August, you know, people are going to have a good idea, you know, what teams they back and what they think. Um, so that's going to make that a lot more interesting, too. I'm I'm excited. I don't watch soccer, but I'm excited for all of it, man. I can't wait. I'm absolutely going to watch Cristiano Ronaldo tomorrow. I'm probably going to watch Messi on Saturday. It's going to be great. And I'm, well, I'm sorry. The is not on t- uh, TV here. That's the one what? thing I hate. Oh, really? yeah. the, internet, the internet exists, my friend. Yeah, I know you guys are lawyers, but like, I don't wanna, on, the internet's a thing. I don't want to advocate for anything, but, you know, I mean, you <laughs> can't have internet. That is true. Never have I ever. And I, I apologize. I've been looking at my phone for the last couple minutes. I was listening to you and I really appreciate it. But Rich had me. La- I was literally dying of laughter earlier today when he he kind of threw a little coy like, oh, you know, the only league we don't have right now is the French league. Uh, I can't remember exactly how Rich worded it to me in our our uh, our little back and forth we were having. But I was dying of laughter. I think he quoted that shitty French league that no one cares about or something along those lines. He really let it all out on the line. So at least we appreciate your honesty there, Rich. I think uh, PSG has 10 or 11 titles in a row. Oh, so yeah. yeah I mean, but bad. Bayern wow. Munich, I feel like they have a hundred. Yeah, so. well, yeah it is what it is, but Rich, you're incredible. We appreciate you. Where can everyone find you on the internet? Uh, JFan303 uh, on Twitter. Um, and of course, Discord as always. Always in the Discord. Rich, we appreciate you, man. Thank you so much. Thanks, Rich. Have a good one. Fantastic. We get soccer back. Golf is already back in the swing of things again. Um, you know, Zach's been hitting us up on the on the live stream right now. There, there's multiple AFL games. I'm telling you, just check one out. Just see what happens because I don't know what's happening, but it's insane. Okay, two things. Uh, one is, what time do I have to wake up to catch that? 
Well, I mean, it starts at like 540, but I think it was over. It was like still, I was like just ending around eight o'clock. So like you can watch the second half. That's really yeah, not okay. Good. That's fair. Yeah, that's really the the other thing is, Michael, when I said what's baseball, that was an MLB joke. Yeah. Oh, that no, was I know. Like a KBO joke. I know. Right? I know. I got it. I got it. Oh, but the baseball draft was on uh, in case anybody cared. Uh, they're screwing like, I don't know, hundreds of kids out of contracts because they decided to do only five rounds this year, not 20 like they normally do. So they do five rounds. Then they don't draft anybody else. Uh, these baseball owners are crying poor. Um, the Cardinals owner went on radio the other day and said, you know, it's really not great. You know, owning a baseball team is really not that lucrative. The Miami Marlins see it sold for $1.2 billion and they're consistently the worst team in the league. So must be just terrible being a baseball owner. I don't know how they do it. Yeah. I mean, it's, isn't that sort of on the owner for, for creating a bad investment for himself or herself? Know. Or, you know, <laughs> just if you, if you hate it so much, sell it. I mean, the Cardinals, one of the most notable franchises, I'm sure you're getting $3 billion for that. I think you could live off that for a little while. I mean, at I least feel I, like the, I feel like the owners don't understand that when you buy a, like a multi-million or billion dollar business, you are assuming a risk. You know what I mean? Like, no, and you don't can understand that. You can defer that risk to some degree to the players, but but you know you, you have to understand that you're probably the one that's going to be reaping massive amounts of revenue in years to come. So if you have to take a hit one year for the benefit of the players, then that's sort of what you have to do because you assume more of a risk than each individual player did. The one thing that makes me, I, I hate it, and I'm starting to get very frustrated, but it um, I hope it opens up everyone else's eyes. Being a Mets fan, we have some of the worst ownership in all of sports, in my opinion. And now all baseball fans are in the same boat I am. And we all can commiserate together about how much we hate our billionaire owners because they are unwilling to pay the players what they're worth. But why are we ending the show on a negative note? I'm sorry for doing that. See, I didn't mean to do that on purpose. That's on me, man. Actually, no, it's on you. I take that back. It's on you. Yeah, no, it is on me. Um, but I was more just like making fun of baseball because it's such an easy target. So how about we end the show with, hey, man, you, you submitted... Michael, listen, listen, like this is crazy. It might not sound crazy to you, but you need to understand this how significant this is. You submitted your first three golf lineups yesterday, as in you've never done a golf DFS lineup in your life. You only submitted three, and all three of them are in the money as of this right moment. That's nice. pretty incredible. Like, even, even as a quote, like, you know, expert or professional, like, like that is not an expectation I have. For somebody to be at a hundred percent rate, I, I understand it's only three, but still, it's it's pretty impressive, and uh, I'm super there, psyched about it for you one, and for me. There was one point today I had two in the top ten and one in the top twenty, so the money looked real green. I've obviously come back a little bit, but at that point, I was just kind of like, "Can we stop here? Like, yeah, if, if the tournament ends here, do I win all this money? Still, I don't think it works like that, but it would <laughs> uh, it would have been pretty sweet. But no, of course, with your help, with Patrick's help with Scott, uh, Steven's help, Scott, Patrick, Scott, Steven, I, I'll get it. All incredible people. It's been a lot of fun. Go sign up for the discord. Make sure to like, and subscribe. If you're listening on the podcast, make sure to enjoy and subscribe to the page. If you're on YouTube, follow us. If you're watching on Twitch, share this with your friends, retweet this so that your friends can watch. See, and I have a blast, make some money, help some people have a little fun along the way. See ya. Thank you so much for doing this with me two days a week. I'm excited to listen to your show on Sunday, 7 and 9 on Sirius channel 210 uh, XM87. I'm excited to listen to my show and be on my show Saturday, 7 and 9, Sirius Fantasy Sports channel. Um, but for Sia Najad, I am Michael Raziel, and I hope you all make it a very profitable night.